Welcome back to the Narrow Path Podcast. This week is Lent week three. And this week we're looking at generous with our possessions. The idea of this is being generous will cost us. We're reading from John chapter 6 verses 5 to 14. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wage to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. So what's the essence of this? When John D. Rockefeller was asked how much would be enough, he famously replied, Just a little bit more. And while the quote speaks to our insatiable consumer appetites, it can also be applied to the fact that generosity should cost us. How much is enough? Just a little bit more. None of us own any of these resources at our fingertips. Our money, our time, our talent are all just on loan. Our reputation, our sense of security, our desire to take a risk for God. All these things which can be so powerfully used by God are resources which with, with which we are trusted. The question is, what are we going to do with them? The unnamed boy gives his food, empties his basket into Jesus' hands. He holds nothing back and serves as a model for us all. We never know his name and we don't know what happens to him afterwards. But can you really imagine his life being given over to hoarding or withholding? Once you've seen Jesus work a miracle with your tiny offering, wouldn't you be hungry for more? That same offer is available to us. Empty what we have into Jesus' hands and watch him work wonders with the offering. All we have to do is be willing to say yes to meet the needs around us. So what could this mean for us? Well, do we see the bigger picture? The disciples could only see things practically, They could see only the economic, logistical and practical problems. They forgot about the power of generosity. They forgot that God's not looking for heroes, just willing servants. Are we like the disciples, overwhelmed by the scale of the problem, anxious about our lack of resources? What would it look like if we chose to be generous, to trust God and watch and wait for him to act? We can probably all relate to the boy in the story, aware that we have what we have is no match for the need. But the most significant thing about the boy's offering was not the quantity. It was the fact that he kept nothing back for himself. 
He ran the risk of going hungry on a hunch that Jesus might be able to do something bigger and better with his meagre resources. Are we willing to take that same risk and be, as Jesus says in Matthew 18, 1-3, childlike in our trust of him? This is worship. We talk a lot about worship these days and sometimes it can almost appear as if we think that true worship happens when we sing the loudest. The truth is that we worship what we give our hearts to. Of course songs have a part to play in that, helping inspire us to follow God more closely. But the true test of our worship is to be found in our actions. What are we prepared to make a sacrifice for? What are we willing to go hungry for? What are we prepared to make a fool of ourselves for? The more we can answer God to those questions, the greater sense of freedom we will enjoy. So this week, explore further. Look at 2 Kings 5, 1 to 19 to remind yourself of the story of Naaman's little servant girl and how she is generous with her words. It cost her to help him as she did, given that Naaman probably led an army that killed her parents. Generosity is an incredibly powerful force. What problems in our own lives and those of our local community really need fixing? Could our forgiveness and grace be tools for generosity? Let's pray together. Our Lord, generosity is an incredibly powerful force. You created us, our world, your relationships, our possessions in generosity. You sent your son to us for generosity. He died on a cross in love for us. He emptied himself for us. Sometimes we can become too comfortable with ourselves. We become our own baggage, our possession. Help us not to hold on to baggage, Lord. Help us to empty our loaves, our loves and our hurts today to you. Jesus, transform me. Make me yours, your own, each and every day, in every possible way. Lead me to your emptiness, Lord. Make me your basket. Amen. Mm -hmm.